With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Edgework, third Wednesday of the year. Zach Bodenstein back with the boys, regular crew, Dave Penyota, DB, Dave, Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period. Um, this is a rarity. I mean, I might be more well-rested than both of you for the first time ever this year. And uh, <laughs> you know, both with the time change and all you two in LA. Uh, you guys were at the game last night. We'll talk more about Kings and Lightning after Tampa in action again tonight on the back-to-back in Anaheim. Um, but I want to start, DB and Dave, with uh, that game last night, Colorado and the Rangers. In my opinion, the game of the year so far, but let's get rid of the shootout, right? I mean, it was cute at first. It was fun, but uh, I was at the first ever shootout, actually, fun fact. But, guys, it's enough. DB, I'm done with it. <laughs> well, yeah, but then so what, what's, your, what's your solution? Play 10 minutes and accept ties? Americans don't like ties. That's the problem. We're not, you know, there are more soccer fans in the States now. But I think you play uh, three you on three. Play, yeah. I, I think you play three on three for 10 minutes, you'd find a winner. So personally, I, I'm just, I'm done with the shootout. Dave? I, I'm hit and miss. Like, it depends. It depends. If it's exciting, then I'm like, ah, all right, fine. It can stay. Just don't give me playoffs. No. But then when you get, when you get the crappy ones that are like, you know, 10 deep on each side, but it, there's nothing exciting about it other than the fact that you're still going. And that That's the one where I'm like, all right, we, let's get rid of this. So, it, well, it, wait, honestly, wait I'm hot and wait, cold. Wait, wait. Pick your spots, though. Like last night, these both these goalies played tremendously well. They had over yeah. 40 saves. And you had McKinnon and Panarin and Zibanejad in the shootout. Zach, that would be the one shootout I'd want to see. But if it was um, Arizona and I don't know. Right, Arizona and Nashville. Then, yeah, maybe not. So, I think that, and it's, I think it's an injury factor as well. So, I think ten minutes of of three on three that might. Um, I'm not sure the player would sign off on that because of the travel and everyone's involved. And uh, but I, I get getting rid of the shootout. I would be fine with ties. To be totally honest with you, going back old school, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. But yeah, on some nights it it's it, it certainly takes the air out of the building after an intense 65 minutes. Yeah, so yesterday's game, 90 combined shots, like you said, DB. Both goalies. That was crazy. Really, really good. And Georgiev fired up after that one. You think he took that a little bit personally? I mean, it's even something, of course. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a big win for them. And that's a good game, too. Those are two teams 
that are top three in futures to end the year to win the cup, Colorado first and the Rangers third. So definitely a sign of things to come in the second meeting, I believe is in December. So um, that'll be a good one. Um, I want to stick with last night's games to talk about the devils. I don't know what to make of them, but I want to take the over in every single game of theirs. This year. <laughs> uh, Nico Heaters is really good. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. I still can't get a read on him. Vitek Vanacek, the same. Um, they can score a lot of goals. They'll give up a lot too. Yeah. And you know, I, I thought going into the season that Vanacek was going to get a little more um, of an opportunity between the pipes ahead of, ahead of Blackwood. I thought he'd get a few more a few more starts early on, especially when Blackwood in the first few games of the season just totally struggled. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, Lindy Ruff and his crew—they got some kind of plan that they're that they're executing here. Um, it just needs to be a little more structured defensively. You know, they they've got some good pieces in there. He sure took a, you know he didn't start out the year right out right out of the gate. Um, I think he missed the first game, but you know, still getting everybody kind of getting their legs under them. Um, in, in New Jersey, it seems that uh, from a defensive side of things, and it's kind of left goaltending a little bit out to dry. So I, I would like to see Vanacek get a little more of an opportunity here to maybe play a few consistent games um, in a row and then and then see kind of how that unfolds for um, for the Devils. So uh, th- they gave up, what was it, a second-round pick or, or whatever it was to get him from the Caps. Um, again, I thought he would get a little bit more time. Maybe, maybe give him a little bit of an opportunity here to kind of run with things. A little more structure. How about some structure? How about any structure? <laughs> this team has no structure. And you're yeah. right, Zach. You don't know what you're going to get from this team. Like they didn't play good against the Caps the other night at home, and last night they beat a team that hadn't lost in regulation in, in Detroit. So I don't have I don't have them making the playoffs. I just don't think there's enough there defensively. And I'm, I, I, Blackwood some nights looks good, some nights looks other uh, uh, doesn't look good. And to me, that's 50-50, and that's 81 points, and they're not making it. So uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Jack Hughes has to stay healthy. Uh, he's here, I yeah. like, as a number two. Uh, but, again, I don't think there's enough structure. And, and I think I, – I, they asked me on SiriusXM to make a prediction of how many coaches would get fired this year, and I said one, and it's Lindy Ruff. So I, I think that unless he's a lot more structure in this game and he's going to get big goaltending from his two guys, I don't think he is. I think he's not going to finish the season as the head coach. Guys, they've gone under six in their games total just uh, twice in seven games this year. So uh, that's a team I want to I want to go over with yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mac Black, Mackenzie Blackwood, I like to call him Mac Black. I thought he was going to be the guy like two years ago, that 2020 COVID year. He showed yeah. so many glimpses. And then last year, you know, the injuries, they all kind of piled up. But I still think he could be something if he kind of stays healthy and gets his rhythm and net. But you're right, Dave. They bring in VTech with the uh, – Probably the understanding that he uh, is going to take the number one, or at least they want him to take the reins. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, New Jersey overs all day. Um, so let's move on to uh, Columbus. Columbus, uh, this is a guy that uh, a team, I should say. Uh, I think Dave was pretty high on them. You know, he was talking about Line A. We, we did the show before the year. Um, but no, it's not working right now. Uh, they're over on the power play this year, boys. Like they have not scored a power play goal. Um, obviously they've only had what, what is it? A, a game and a third of line a or something like that. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, he's produced, but it's just not working right now. Defensively, the goaltending has been a mess. Uh, Dave Columbus, are you going against them all, all year this year? Are you taking overs? What's your take on Columbus this year? I think I'm going over. This is another team I'm, I'm going with on, on the overs for the other reason, at least Jersey put up six goals, you know, last night, Columbus gave up six against, 
Arizona. Like, who do they think they are? The Leafs? Like this, <laughs> this is a, this is a team that, yeah, I was totally high on coming in the addition of Goudreau. I thought it would have impacted line a granted. Yes, he was hurt. Um, but Hey, by the way, just wear like a, a, a black suit and, and a white shirt. And you a don't tie like those pajamas? You don't like those I, oh, look, I like them. But you just got shellacked by Arizona. You got to change that up. Take it down a notch. Go back to the basics. Yeah. Maybe that'll affect things. I see him wearing it, wearing something all crazy again, like he's the Joker in the next game. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going against them. So go back to the basics there. But look, I, seriously, I don't. I'm I'm surprised at what we're seeing from from Columbus right now. We talked about a team in Jersey with with question marks and, and a lack of structure. I don't know what's going on with the Jackets at this point. Um, it's up and down. One night they look really good. The next night they're giving up six to the Coyotes. Um, this is a question, the big head scratcher and a question mark team for me. I thought they'd get out of the gate a lot faster and hotter. Even with the line A injury, I was like, you know what? There's still enough in the tank there for them to kind of mosey along until he gets back. And it just hasn't happened yet. I'm, I I might even stay off them for a little while um, and, and to see if they can kind of get things going there in Columbus. I think when they added Johnny Gaudreau, now they think they got to be this up-tempo team that's going to run and gun, like let's say Colorado or or Florida. Well, they're not. They're not that team. Like, they, they have to figure out how to use Johnny in a team concept um, and play better defense. And I don't see it. I didn't like him as a playoff team coming in, Zach. I, I still don't. Obviously, how could you like it? Off these performances, how could you like him as a playoff team right now? Like you, you, They look like a 75-point team. The goaltenders, yeah, they both kind of – were hurt. Um, Elvis came back, but I don't like him. I, I just think that, you know, Johnny might ruin the decision of going to, to Columbus because I don't see what's going to change like structurally on this team. I, I have concerns. I don't think they're going to change the coach. They like Brett Larson, but it, it, it's, it's not working. And I'm not sure it's going to work to this level. They think where they made the financial commitment to Johnny. You know, some sometimes when you make a bunch of changes and they didn't make, <clears throat> excuse me, like they didn't redo the entire roster, but now right. that you've got, you know, Goudreau, you've got Cabranson on the back end, you've got some of your younger kids that you're giving more responsibility to and, and trying to see if they can solidify a spot consistently in the lineup like Kent Johnson and some of the other guys. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to adjust. Um, you know, we're seven, eight games in. We're going to creep on 10 soon enough. Uh, once we get to the dozen mark, then that's a really good – it's a pretty solid indicator of how your season's going to go. So, like I said earlier, I, I may just lay off the Coyote uh, – excuse me, the uh, the Blue Jackets for a little bit and, and just see how the, these next couple of games go and then maybe maybe jump back on that train. Here's the issue with Columbus. and They were a tough team to play against last season. Like Even when they were yeah. eliminated, they were a tough out. They're not a tough out now, and, and that's to me that's a big problem. Yeah, and it's a tough division, right? Like, I mean, being behind yeah. oh, yeah. as they are, uh, you've got Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington. Those are four teams right there who are probably all making the playoffs from that division. And where does that leave you if you're Columbus? So uh, it's tough. And we'll see, DB, you're right. It's They haven't been tough to play against. They've been pushovers. So um, it's been a tough start in Columbus this year. Uh, tonight's games, we'll start with the Battle of New York, Islanders and Rangers. The Rangers actually underdogs in this one, plus 100. <laughs> Um, I mean, they played last night. It was a uh, it was a good game, but I mean, Halak will be in net. Uh, maybe spirits were a little high yesterday, but uh, both teams always seem to bring the heart in the battle of uh, New York. I think Dave was just kind of itching to talk about this. Oh, one. I can't wait, Dave. What are your takes on this one? Yeah, I, I love when these two teams go up against each other. Um, 
Sorokin uh, for the Islanders. Uh, look, I would have loved to have seen a Sorokin Sergachev battle, uh, or excuse me, um, Sergachev game last night in LA, Tampa. It's, it's still in the brain. Uh, Shesterkin and, and Sorokin to kind of going at it. Um, but yeah, like I said, Halak's you know getting gonna get the start tonight. Um, it's it's always an awesome battle. I love this game. I'm going over in this one. Um, I, I think it's going to be really? a, a little high score, even though even though I'm pumping the tires on Sorokin. Um, I think this is going to be over, but you know I think I'm going Islanders. I know I know Rangers back to back. They want to kind of rebound off off of that performance, but uh, or, or I mean it was a good performance. Rebound off the loss in OT, uh, but I'm going Islanders in this one. I think they're going to put up a few uh, on the board, and I think that's going to push this game over. Um, I don't think Sorokin's going to get lit. Um, lit up, but I, I think the Islanders are going to kind of try to send a message here. This is an opportunity for them to do that and rebound because it's not been a good start for them um, to start to, to start this season. I think this is an opportunity for them that they're going to take. I think they're going to give it to the Rangers on a back to back, take advantage of that back to back. So I'm going, I'm going Islanders on this one, and I'm taking the over as well. Okay, I couldn't di- disagree more if I tried. I think on this one. <laughs> the Islanders can't like score, and, 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 and the Islanders were the one team that I said would get into the top eight yeah. um, this season that were out, and I don't like what I see. Uh, they're, they're, they can't score. They're an older team. I think they have like seven or eight guys over 30, the age of 30. I just don't like it. Um, now, with respect to Halak, like, he's going to be motivated because what he did against Columbus at the Garden the other day was just – it wasn't good. So he, you're going to have a motivated Yaroslav Halak in net – I think it's the opposite. I think the Rangers win this game, even though they're on back-to-back, and I don't see a lot of goals scoring. If it was 3-2 against Colorado, it's probably 2-1 or 1-0 with the Rangers and the Islanders. So I like the Rangers tonight with plus money. I like them. I like the total under six. Yeah, I'm to see the, the other thing, too, just to ju- – so they juggled the lines at practice uh, yesterday as well. So that was the other thing, too. Now Wallstrom's up there um, with Barzell. So I think there, and I, I I can't remember if it was Bailey or or I can't remember who's on the other wing, but they're now they're now pushing that again. They're getting Parise and uh, Palmieri off of off of Barzell's line, and they're giving a little bit more speed um, and a little bit more, I guess, offense so far this season. So I'm liking that. I'm liking that adjustment against the Rangers off the back-to-back, and it's not like it's that it's an away game for them. It's down the street basically, but. Uh, depending on what time you leave, uh, but I, I just I like this I like this game. I think the Islanders. I know we talked about DB and I actually talked about this last night, um, and and I was originally on that tight game train. I just think it's going to be a bit of a shift, um, and the Isles need it, so I'm going on them tonight. So we'll talk about Walter. That's a great point. Too. And I should also mention Sorokin, eight goals against in his last two games. Uh, you know, obviously it's, NH- it's the NHL in October. Who knows what yeah, to do right. with it? Things will always change, but uh, you know it's trending DB's way right now. But uh, or sorry, uh, Dave's way, I should say. But uh, we'll see. So um, we'll also, see. Artemi Panarin too, right? He's been scoreless in uh, in he was just scoreless yesterday. That was the first time all year he was scoreless. Uh, Dave, are you looking at any props for Artemi Panarin in this one? Yeah, I would uh, and look like I said. I th- I think the Rangers are going to get on the board here. Like I don't think Sorokin's going to total and their and the decor is going to totally shut them down. Um, but I can see it being like a, a five, two, six, three kind of, kind of game here for, for the Islanders. I know DB's disagreeing on that one, but, 
Um, I just, I got a weird feeling about that one. So I'm going in that direction, but yeah, I think, I think Panarin gets back on the board here. Um, you know, for, uh, for the New York Rangers, he might kind of lead things offensively for them. So I may, I may take him with, you know, whether it's, I don't know what the prop is specifically, um, but I'm taking him over a point for sure. Uh, tonight against uh, against the Owls because I think he contributes. I just think the Islanders are just going to have one of those games that either is going to get them back on track or is at least going to give the illusion that they're going to get back on track, <laughs> and then it doesn't work out the next game. I just I just got a weird feeling tonight about them. Dennis, uh, you looking at anything for tonight uh, in terms of props? Uh, the the prop I would have would be the uh, uh, just over six. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, under six for this team. I'm sorry, minus 104, under six. That's the only thing I like. And if I'm going to play them under, I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring, so I wouldn't play an individual prop on this game. Okay. Okay, uh, we'll move on to Edmonton-St. Louis. So that's the second game of the three-game slate for tonight. Uh, first Oiler game uh, on the road this year, and also just the fifth game that St. Louis is playing in total. Their schedule's been pretty funny if you've ever looked at it. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Now, McDavid, pointless in two straight, uh, you know, they have, uh, I was looking at the props earlier today. Everybody's a, a 0.5 uh, to get on the board, but McDavid's a 1.5. He's been scoreless in two straight. You got to think that Connor's due for one of those big breakout games, Dave, uh, coming into this one. Yeah, but this one's weird. Like St. Louis, this is another game that we were talking about last night. Um, trying to get a, a, a an indication of what direction I think it's going to go in. So, I think, yeah, I think Connor gets on the board. Now, whether he can put up, you know, two or more, I'm not, I'm not sure on, on that one. Bennington has been lights out for the St. Louis Blues so far this season. Um, you know, it's one, whatever, it's an under two goals against so far. His save percentage has been, has been fantastic. So this, this is one of those weird games that I don't know what direction it's going to go in. Like we could have things fall off the rails and the over is, is going to, is going to hit or, you're, you're going under and it's going to be a tight three, two, two, one kind of game. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure in that regard. And I, I think Connor gets on the board, but whether he puts up two or not, mm. I, I'm not too sure. Like I might stay away from the, the, those kinds of props and I may go in the direction of, you know, a Ryan O'Reilly goal to get um, St. Louis on the board and to get them kind of, you know, riled up. And I may go, you know, if you're looking for the, the, from a point side of things, goal side of things, I may go Zach Hyman. So I may go one and one Hyman goal prop anytime and, and an O'Reilly one on St. Louis. Cause I don't know. I don't get a, a good sense or a pulse on how this game is going to go. So I'm going to stay off those, but I'm going to go with the any timers with O'Reilly and, and Hyman. DB. Uh, yeah. I know. I know how this game is going to go. Five days ago, St. Louis won two, nothing in Edmonton. It, it, they're going to win again tonight. I, I like the way they're playing. They're rested. And Zach mentioned they haven't played a lot of games. They're rested. So they've had yep. a lot. And not only the rest, guys, it's the practice. So they can get a lot of special teams, penalty kill practice, which will certainly need against uh, Edmonton. They played a great defensive game at, you know, at, at Rogers' place a couple, five days ago. So I like St. Louis uh, on the money line at minus 105. I think they, I, I think it's going to be another low-scoring affair. I do have one prop bet, one of my best bets. Um, I cashed the last time on Jordan Cairo, minus 170, anytime point. Love that player. I think he's going to do it again tonight against Edmonton. Now the under play is actually the value play. It's plus 110 to go under six and a half. So uh, DB, you could be making some good money if you do take the under in that one. Uh, that 2 nothing game too. And I mean, Edmonton games other than that have been pretty wild. I think Campbell's looked yeah. really good, but it's the defense. I mean, I've watched that defense. 
they have some serious structure issues. There is uh, not a lot going for them in front of the goalie. Uh, it's been tough, so uh, we'll see. And, of course, uh, Buchnevich out again, I think, for that's a, St. Yeah, Louis. That's a take from five years ago, Zach. That's, yeah, it's – I've been using it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been saying it <laughs> a lot. Um, so uh, so that's the second game, and we'll just move on to the third now. It's a team that both of you saw up close yesterday, Tampa in Anaheim. Uh, this is a game where I think I want to go hard on Stamkos. I mean – He's been pointless in two straight. He's only been held under three shots once. Uh, you got to get the feeling, DB, that he's going to break out in this game. Yeah, I, I, he will. He wasn't a factor last night, to be honest. He, no. he was a, had some opportunities in the first period. In the last 40 minutes, the Kings shut him down. Um, I, I have to go with the sentimental choice. And I agree with you on Stammer. You got to think Corey Perry's going to get a point against his old team. So I got to think he's going to go into Anaheim, get a point. Um Disturbing in front of that on the power play or some fourth line minutes. So I like uh, I like Corey to get a point anytime tonight in in, in, uh, in Anaheim. Um, I do like Tampa Bay. I, I don't think I think they're probably pissed off about last night's game, um, and they're not going to lose back to back games in Southern California. So I actually like Tampa Bay minus one thirty five on the money line on the puck line. Yeah, yeah, I'm with DB on this one. I, I think even though it is a back to back, um, I think they're going to want to rebound after the loss to LA last night. So I'm, I'm going with Tampa in this one. And I like the stammer thing too. I mean, I'm actually going um, first goal scorer of the game for me, Steven Stamkos. Like, I, I think he's going to get in on that. Like I, I, I almost would have gone Kucherov had he not scored last night and gotten that, that monkey off his back for his first of the season. Um, yeah. But stammer I think is, is due to, to, to do a little bit of damage. So I'm going to go with him uh, first goal scorer of the game for me in that one against Tampa. And I've got the bolts in this one as well. Um, puck line, money line, throw them both out there. I don't think, I think the ducks have a shot at winning tonight. You know, Zach, I mean, we joked around before we can come on the air about, Oh, it's October. There's really much Tampa's are going to get going. They got to start winning some games. What are they three yeah. and four? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're not in jeopardy here, but they have got to play better. Like if I told you out of the box at three and four, you say probably not. Now I don't think they're going to win a division either. But this is it, look. It's not a crucial game for this team. But you, you got to start winning some games and putting some strings, some wins together. There's been a lot of change in Tampa. Remember, no Jan Ruda, no Ryan McDonough. Their right side really isn't a, a championship right side defense. So it's it's an important game for them to win, I think, because you don't want to go start three and five out of the box. And people saying, oh, should have kept McDonough, should have kept Ruda. These guys didn't care anymore. Just they played too much hockey over the last four years. So. I think a, a game of some import for Tampa and certainly a team that's rested in Anaheim, but I, I certainly think they don't match up pound for pound with them. Yeah. The other thing that I'm, the, the other thing I might jump in on here is, is to give something a little bit on the, on the duck side um, with Brian Elliott and that for, for Tampa, I think the ducks are going to get a few more looks um, on this one. Cause I think the D might try to help out a little bit too much, which might lead to some opportunities um, for the ducks. So if anything, I, I think I might jump on, the over on the shot total. I think it's two and a half shot total for Trevor Zegers. So I might, I might jump on the over on that one. I still think the ducks are, uh, the ducks are going to lose and, and, and Tampa's going to take it. I like the, the uh, first goal scorer being Steven Stamkos, but I may go the other prop bet as well and, and see if Zegers is going to try um, to, to light a fire for his team. I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, not against Tampa tonight, but I would go the over on the shot total at two and a half as well. Over goal totals, uh, six and a half. It's minus 120 to go over. And you mentioned Elliott. I'll, I'll touch on John Gibson in my best bet in a moment. But uh, 
numbers aren't pretty. So uh, I like the over in this one too, between uh, between Tampa and Anaheim for sure. And you mentioned Stammer, Dave, but he's got 16 points in 15 games against the Ducks in his career. And I mean, the way that Anaheim's giving up chances, giving up goals and the way yep. Stammer started the year. And I mean, we're not going to, you know, overreact on one game where he was, he was kind of a no show. Right. Um, I like Stammer to show up in this one. So uh, yeah, so those, that's uh, Anaheim Tampa. That's our third game of the night, the final game of the night. And uh, we'll get into the best prop bet segment. Uh, DB, we'll start with you. I think you touched on yours a little bit already. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Cairo, uh, minus 170, anytime point. Just love that player. He cashed for me the last time around, so I'm going to go back with Jordan Cairo. Again, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think Jordan Cairo will um, score at any anytime point tonight um, in St. Louis for the Blues against Edmonton. And Dave? I'm, I'm still banking on I'm still banking on the Islanders tonight and and the over in that one. Like I, I still think I don't I, I I've got something going on there with with them for whatever reason. Um, but this battle is always is always interesting. The fact that the Rangers are on the back to back, they did lose to Colorado. They might try to do a little bit too much, but I think with with a little line juggling for the Islanders, this is an opportunity for them to send a bit of a message. I think they're going to take it. Hopefully, it sticks for them and their fan base. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm still taking the over in that game and I'm, I'm going Islanders all the way tonight. Guys, for my prop, I'm a big value guy. I'm at, whether I'm at the grocery store, whether I'm betting on, uh, on hockey <laughs> and I love it. Right. I saw Oliver Wallstrom was, was plus money for over two and a half shots. And like Dave mentioned, I saw he got, nice. uh, I saw he got promoted to the top line. I think Barzy's going to give him some good looks. Uh, I love no. that. Bit. I love this bet. Uh, the fact that he's plus money to get three shots, you know, he's been shooting a lot more lately. I think he has, uh, what is it, nine shots in the last two games. And the Rangers gave up 44 yesterday. Granted, it was Colorado, but uh, I like that bet. So I'm going to go with Wallstrom uh, over two and a half shots for plus money. I think that's good value. Um, and now we'll go into best bet. So, DB, we'll go back to you for that. Rangers plus one. The Rangers getting plus money at UBS. Rangers plus 112 to win tonight. And Dave? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Tampa. Tampa W, as I was saying, Tampa W over uh, over the Ducks. They're, again, they're going to want to rebound after after losing uh, 4-2 to L.A. last night. Um, and, you know, it's it's a quick turnaround. You throw that one out of the out of the way, you come back, you play a, a, a Ducks opponent that's certainly inferior. Um, I, I just I, I'm going with uh, that's got to be for me. The best bet tonight is Tampa over the Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to go with uh, – stick with that game, Dave, actually. I'm going to take the over uh, like we were talking about before. John yeah. Gibson's goals against per game, four five five one five, And Anaheim has also only given up under 34 shots, I think, once all year. And Tampa, of course, we know they like to shoot the puck. You have the Zegras prop, Dave, but I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of shot props hit over uh, in uh, on Tampa's side. Uh, I think they're going to give up a lot of chances. So uh, that's the way I'm going too. And I love John Gibson. I thought like talent wise, I've always thought he was a top 10, but I just think he gets zero help there. Um, so I'm always looking to go against the Ducks, especially in this situation, like you both touched on. I really like Tampa for a number of reasons. Um, okay, so uh, that's best bets. And uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything else you wanted to touch on between the three games, anything you guys noticed last night that might translate into tonight when it comes to Tampa or really anything. Well, I mean, with, uh, with, with Tampa, you know, the, the, the LA Kings did a really good job in shutting them down 
right? And kind of containing the offense a little bit that was dished out by by Tampa. You're playing a totally different Anaheim team that doesn't possess that type of quality in their game right now. And I think that's the opportunity for Tampa to really let loose and put that game last night behind them and come out with a strong W tonight. So that's why I think I think this is going to be an aggressive game for for them. Um, and I think internally they just want to show themselves that they can still dominate when when you know they they feel like they need to. Um, and I think that's going to be one of those games for them tonight, based on the fact that they were for at least forty minutes anyway, really um, contained for the most part against LA. So I think this is a bit of a rebound game, an impressive. I think it'll be an impressive rebound game for them. Yeah, I think you see how much Anthony Sorelli means to this team. Like he's oh, yeah. injury. He didn't play last night. You could see the, the defensive side of the puck and the offensive. Thing. He's got touch. And he's a he's a perfect second-line center for this team. And I think that's some of the challenges are actually third-line with Braden Point back. But I, I think you, you see he's a vital part of, of both ends of their game. And I think that's what they miss. So I, uh, that, that's what I see with the expect to Tampa Bay. But again, it's tough. But And I agree with Dave on Tampa, but it's so – it's so tough to bet on Tampa some nights because they don't care about winning the division. They don't care. They want. They don't want an Eastern. They don't want an Atlantic Division banner up there. They want another Stanley Cup banner. So, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, some nights they're going to be easy to bet against because say, okay, they, how much meaning is there in a back-to-back or a third game in five nights or anything like that? And they are an older team. So, to me, missing Sorelli is a big miss for this team, and that's why probably they're struggling. At, part of the reason they're struggling out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, Sorelli's been huge uh, for their, their last few years. And it's not because I played against him in minor hockey. It's because he's genuinely <laughs> I, I like to think I pushed him a little bit to be better. But, uh, he did, yeah. That was I, good. Big motivator right there. <laughs> I gave him some good board battles, I won't lie. There you go. <laughs> okay, so, uh, those are the three games. That's what we're looking at tonight here on Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Zach Bodenstein with the boys from the fourth period. DB, Dave Penyota, check out their stuff. They've got some great things going on the fourth period. And hope you guys enjoy the games tonight and have a great Wednesday.